Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another day, another show for Soaring with Eagles. Very, very extremely happy to be here with you today and with uh, two of my friends here, Dan and Steve. Say good morning to everyone, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) So we uh, really appreciate all of those who listen to us from all over the world. We had some repeat uh, countries this year. It didn't add a new country. So sad, so sad. But I'm happy that we have repeat countries. So I think we're up to about 32 or 33 uh, countries that have uh, listened in and tuned in. So, So thank you all for joining us. And today we are talking about authors that have an impactful purpose. And so uh, these two gentlemen are more than authors, but uh, that's specifically what we want to talk about today. And I have you guys know that uh, one of my previous shows, uh, several of them uh, have been related to authors, but uh, it, it seems that people are really interested in, in, in books these days. So I'm glad to say that, you know, we all, all three of us are, have some books behind our name and, you know, we're able to just kind of get our message out there and, and be able yes. to help people because, you know, some people do like to listen to or watch podcasts and, and other people like to just have it in their hand where they can just take their time. So, so thank you all for uh, just what you've done to, to put some of what, you know, God has placed in, in you uh, on paper. So thank you for that. Uh, so we want to just go ahead and jump in with introductions, and we're going to get into some really uh, good topics, maybe a couple controversial points. So, uh, yes, yes. Steve, can you introduce yourself to our, to our audience? <laughs> yeah, my name is Stephen Miller. I'm glad to be here today. I wrote a book called Dynamite Comes in Small Packages. Yes. Um, the book is really about a number of things. It's my story, how it started for me. Um, uh, a lot about, if I may say so myself, the extraordinary life God has blessed me to live. And the principles, patterns, and perspectives that I've lived by, strived to live by, to, um, to produce that extraordinary life. Right, right. Yeah, I'm excited for you to get into a few of the points that I'll be highlighting. And Dan, can you introduce yourself to our audience once again? Hi, everyone. Uh, returning, not from the rain this time, Dan Mangena, <laughs> host of the Do It With Dan podcast, creator of Beyond Intention and author of Stepping Beyond Intention, my new book, The Dreamers Manifesto and From Time to Time, which is a book all about time mastery. Um I believe today we're going to be talking about stepping beyond intention, which is um, it's it's what the whole journey that I've been on really has come come to. Uh, the last eleven years have been spent uh, really getting beyond intention to where it is today, where it's serving people all over the world. And this book introduces beyond intention, gives some of the mechanics as to how it works, a little bit of the story as to where it came from. Um, there are actually seven levels to each of the four steps of beyond intention. And what this book does is introduces the paradigm so you can start applying it. 
uh, and gives some some groundwork, some foundations to start looking at some of the deeper levels going forward. Right. So this book is like extremely new. Uh, it's on pre-order and so it's now being launched. So you just kind of flash it on the screen. Can you just maybe hold it up for maybe a couple <laughs> seconds longer okay. for those who may be watching? And for those on Voice America, uh, we uh, will get the information to you on how you can order order this book. Okay, that, that was a little better. Thank you, Dan. Okay, I, but it's, it's out now. It actually released last, last Sunday. Last Sunday, right. It, it came out. Um, God's good. We made bestseller in nine categories, so really excited about that. Um, people are um, having the opportunity to connect with Beyond Intention now. What's really been really moving for me is I've done the maths, and about 80% of the people that bought the book have never had any contact with my work before. So oh, well, that's good. it's really been an opportunity for people to start choosing, uh, mm-hmm. deliberately choosing, Uh, what they experience in their lives. Excellent. All right. So we're going to jump into some of your favorites related to your book. And um, I know, you know, people have multiple works. I have a number of books out. And but what we want to do is just focus on these two books specifically. Uh, Dynamite comes in small packages and then and then your book that you just mentioned. So let's talk about um, how people always talk about, you know, well, how did you come to, to write this particular book? And, and I have uh, my comments on that, but just give a short uh, comment, Steve, on, on how you came about writing this book, this particular one. Well, I was, I hosted an event here in Houston and Les Brown was one of my speakers and he and I have shared the stage on a number of events, you know, as, as keynote speakers and, so he knows my story. So I'm driving, we're driving from the airport to the venue. And he said, how's that book coming along? Um, I said, uh, well, <laughs> it, it exists in my mind. He said, well, uh, he, he, here's, here's the title of your book. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite comes in small packages. He said, get it written and I'm writing the forward for you. Uh, so I said, okay, well. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump on it. So that that's literally, I mean, the content of the book obviously is, is stuff that's been in me all of my life. Right. But to actually sit down and pull the trigger and get the work done, um, it, it happened that quickly. And and that's how it happens sometimes, you know. Um, in my book that, that I launched when I actually met both of you, I guess, was is Flynn Out Loud, and it's eleven controversial lessons of strategy, leadership, and success. And you know, yes. with with that coming out, uh, it's not on Amazon yet. We're going to be doing some redesign of the cover. Um, and uh, David Corbin wrote the forward. He really, really uh, is extremely uh, just a great guy, and, and really, um, oh, yes. really resonated with him. And so we're going to focus more on the the controversial lessons of strategy, leadership, and success, because, you know, it, it, at the top, it talks about, you know, lessons, life lessons come from where you least expect. And that's what I like, you know, about um, conversations I've had with Dan and with you, you know, with your book that, that sometimes we are, we're not even looking for something and, 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 you know, the, the powers and it's not just the powers, you know, God just makes certain things happen. Like a number of things happen this morning already yes. only eight, what, nine something. And I've had like three or four major things happen this morning. So I'm really, really pumped. And, I'm, and plus I have on one of my favorite dresses. So that's really exciting too. But, um, <laughs> well, but yeah, choice. So, you, <laughs> so Dan, if you can just give, you know, just a comment, a short comment about how you came about that particular book. Uh, I had no choice in the matter. 
um, I didn't quite have um, Les Brown give me the title and write the forward for me, but um, this is my life's work, really, on, mm -hmm. on, on paper. This is the culmination of me finally being able to be grateful for a lot of what happened to me uh, in my life mm -hmm. and to bring it to a space where that which I've experienced can be the lesson that God uses to empower people to move forward. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's it, really. It's I excellent. have no choice. It's excellent. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm working on a number of other books and maybe you guys are too. Uh, but, you know, I had to get this one out. It's called Flint Out Loud. I'm from Flint, Michigan. Uh, it was is still considered like the dirty water place. It was in media and there's a lot of places who've had issues with water, but that's where I'm from. And so having it be where people understand, like, there's a lot of good and great that has come out of Flint. And so that's why it's called Flint Out Loud. And the part related to leadership and strategy and success, and that we all have had those words used in our lifetime. And it, it may not have been like my parents didn't walk around talking about those three words, but they, they, they raised me. There was a strategy on how they raised us. And there was a leadership. There was leadership. And, and there's a lot of successes that, that are outlined in the book. Um, and so when we look at it from those perspectives, all of those equal the word that I'm calling impact, where we're able to have an impact in the community and in the world based on those three words. So I want to start with strategy. And uh, Steve, we'll start with you. What is a strategy that this is maybe something that you put in the book? Um, you've, you've talked about creativity is key and some other things in your book. But what is a strategy that you have? that you use in your life to move toward impact, a strategy to move toward impact? Well, uh, let me do the best I can to shorten this. Um, so you talked about big moments, right? And this has to do with my idea of, of a strategy. Mm -hmm. You know, we love the big life-changing moments. I call them dynamite moments because they're like a before and after moment. It's something you point to for the rest of your life and say, that's when it turned for me. That's when everything changed. Right. We're never looking for them. That, that always seems to be serendipitously kind of randomly comes out of nowhere. But my, my observation is that these moments, if you really look at them, study enough of the transforming moments in great people, there's a certain anatomy to those moments. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you learn those and make that your lifestyle, you don't, sit around waiting for your big life moment to happen. You end up going out and creating your own. Right. Not to the, not to the degree that you say, you know, look at six fourteen tonight, I'm going to create a life changing moment and another one at nine Oh five tomorrow. But you know, the average person has one or two big moments. Um, oftentimes they didn't really even take advantage of those, but you know, great people have, you talked about one this morning already. Great people live their life in such a way that, you know, what, what takes a lifetime to happen in the average person, um, it, it's a weekly occurrence because mm -hmm. you put yourself, so my strategy is, you know, I, 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 I keep myself in an environment that is conducive to, you know, big life momentous shifts and changes. I keep myself in the company of people that are conducive to big life changes um, I'm a big believer in patterns. Patterns produce an outcome. So okay. I'm very regimented, uh, you know, from the time I get up to the, the activities I start off with and 
very structured because if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. <laughs> so I'm a big believer in scheduling every aspect of life that I possibly can. Yeah, I cannot schedule uh, what I buy at the grocery store, though. My husband has a list, and he, I send him my list, but when we go together, we end up with extra stuff. So I'm not able to schedule that particular part of my life. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, those are some great points related to, to strategy. So let's hear your strategy, Dan. Uh, I'd say that a key thing that I employ in my own life and that I encourage everyone I come across to do is something that forms uh, an underlying contribution to a lot of my responses on the Do It With Dan podcast. It's owning where you are and consistently checking in with where you are. Because it's so easy, especially in the world of post-personal development and you know positive mindset and stuff, to future pace yourself to where you want to be but to do it in such a way that doesn't honor where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote a section about this in the book um, that give, gave a live example of when someone went to the wrong airport at the wrong time, but you'd have to read the book to find the full story. I'm not saying it was me and I'm not saying it wasn't me, but <laughs> when we have a destination that we want to get to and we look towards that destination, not only where we are now, then we make it a lot more difficult for us to create an effective roadmap where we can structure and schedule, where we can set the patterns up because the patterns that we make from a false statement about where we are are going to be based on people, places and things that aren't actually in our environment now. Right. That's when we start having disconnects with outcomes. Um, Sometimes we stretch ourselves so far outside of our comfort zone that we end up not being able to sustain momentum, end up snapping back, then we end up with patterns of failure, so on and so forth, which means that when we are ready and positioned to make moves, instead of having a momentum of success from only where we are making incremental changes and shifts to expand towards an outcome, mm-hmm. we're working on the back of, oh, but that last time I tried to do that, it failed. And the patterns that start getting built subconsciously end up throwing us completely out of alignment with something uh, conducive to success. And instead, end up creating a pattern that lines us up with staying the same or even going backwards. So own right. where you are with honesty and integrity. And from that space, checking in to make sure that the progress, the progress I'm moving for, I'm making moving forward is in alignment with where I want to be. So that's, that's what I, I encourage. And, yeah. You guys have both touched on a number of points that, uh, that a lot of us live by. And, and some of those points are in, in my book as well, you know, related to strategy is that you, you have to honor now because sometimes you know, we get so much into, you know, what our goals are and our ambitions and, and we're not even realizing, you know, that we have a good life now. And, and even in relationships, people are so into checking messages and trying to figure out what's going on with, you know, the next thing and next thing and next thing, you know, put your phone down sometimes, put, put technology down sometimes and just honor now. So I, I really appreciate that. And, and part of that too, Steve, you were saying to uh, the environment, uh, big plays and, and, you know, people who surrounding yourself with, with the right people and putting yourself in the right environment. Again, that's something that has to be planned and planning your day from the beginning to end. We talked a lot about that last week too. Uh, I was on with Steve Samblas and related to uh, one habit. And so, uh, some of what you all talked about too uh, and related to the word shift, 
was a word that I used and that I'm, I'm in that book as well. And so thankful for, for being able to be uh, honored uh, in that way to be in that group of, of one habit. But a lot of what we talk about related to strategy has to become a habit in our lives. It has to become a habit. So uh, before we go to break, I just want to touch again on, on one main point. You, you both mentioned a number of points. I want you to pick one main point of something that you've already said and say how implementing that as a habit can change a person's life. And we'll start this time with Dan. Okay, well, the check-ins that I advocate for, I actually have a series of alarms throughout the course of my day. Okay. Where a, it blocks out time for me to have quiet time, especially in a day when you've got meetings and meetings and calls and calls and calls. I have basically an, an hour and a half, it works out of, of 15-minute blocks that are spread out across my day that give me time to check in and see where I'm at emotionally and mentally. Okay. And also to take a moment to actually just make sure that I'm actually lined up with my internal environment, with what I want to achieve with my day and have some quiet time. So I set those alarms right from when I have my first wake up at 3.45 in the morning, right through to 9.45 when I start to wind down in the evening. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Steve. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to sound redundant, but I keep coming back to the schedule thing because, okay. um, you know, there, there's a, the saying, I, I've, I've been saying this for years that most people are educated far beyond their level of obedience, which simply means that most of us know a lot more than what we do. Right. And the problem is just taking action. It's so much easier to be, you know, do course correction, change your, your direction and so forth. If you're moving, than it is to just, you know, figure out what to do when you're standing still. So to keep myself moving, I'm back to the schedule thing. I really do try to schedule everything. Um, from date night with my wife, quality time with the kids and the grandkids. It, it, it's not, you know, if it's not on the calendar, I can't do it, that kind of thing. But there's, I've got to have some kind of guide to both keep me active, keep me committed to action, and then keep my actions committed to the same overall direction. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to just be busy making lateral moves. I got to always be moving forward and so forth. So um, there's that the the whole self analysis thing that Dan mentioned is a very big thing to me. If you can't red dot yourself, then you have no idea how to begin putting a plan to get where you want to go. Right, right. And both of those go to my word of the day. Supine uh, was in a Bible study my husband and I were doing, and it's apathetic inertia. And so you're you're talking, you're both talking my language here. It's like apathetic inertia. That's like really really cool. <laughs> so I'm just gonna walk around saying supine all day, you know, today. But um, but we're all saying the same thing, you know, related to being a doer, and that's part of what yes. I said in my habit with with Steve in the One Habit book has to do with doing because so many people. You know, meet like we met on at these different conferences and different things, and then they don't do anything. They don't do anything and just come, and it's just a, a great event, just something great to do. And so we They're really seminar junkies. Yeah, yeah. So having impact has to do with being a doer. It has to do with having a schedule and knowing where you are. And those fifteen minute blocks, uh, I really like that. And planning your your day the night before. Uh, so that you can understand yes. what it is that you're going to do. And if in the middle of the night you have, you know, some kind of an epiphany, then you can make a few changes to the schedule, but it, it's good just to have that planning done. So we're talking about out, 
we're talking about authors that have impact. And I don't know why that was hard to say just then, but it was. So we're going to take our first break. And um, guys, we take a break from Voice America for the commercial, um, but we don't take a break from Facebook. So we'll have a little uh, sidebar conversation for those guys. So we'll be back in just one moment. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Soaring with Eagles. Today, we are on with Steve and Dan, and we're talking about authors. We're, we're honoring them and their books and authors that, that have impact, in, impactful purposes that, that have been outlined in these books that can help change your life. And uh, before we get back into our show on our, our next question that we'll be asking them, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, to uh, Think and Grow Rich and John Shin and, and Trayvon Taylor and Sharon Lecter and all of those that are a part of this movement. Uh, this is the, the next magazine that they have for that tour. And I'm happy to say that I'm actually featured on one of the articles in this book. So very thankful and honored to be able to uh, collaborate with these guys. And it's something that we talk a lot about Napoleon Hill on Soaring with Eagles. And it's where, um, if you have not heard of the Think and Grow Rich Legacy Tour, if it has not already come to your city, even if it has, uh, there's many more cities that they will be going to next year, as well as other countries. And so um, if you don't even know anything about Napoleon Hill, you need to look it up and look up that book and start reading it and, and make sure that you make your way to that conference. All right. So the one portion of what I want to talk about next uh, with the two of you 
is related to my book, Flint Out Loud, and it's 11 Controversial Lessons of Strategy, Leadership, and Success. So we already talked about strategy. So I asked during the break a question related to leadership. And so leadership and impact, leadership and impact. So is there a leader that has been in your life that has uh, created impact and moved you uh, forward, motivated you to move forward? Or is there something that you want to say related to yourself and leadership that is impactful for our listeners? You can take any any vantage point that you would like to take. So Steve, uh, let's go ahead and talk to you about leadership and impact. I would say a, a couple. One, um, my the d- gentleman who's been the pastor, you know, to my family and in my life and a mentor of mine for, oh goodness, close to 30 years now, Dr. Richard Hurd. Okay. Um, an ama- amazing leader. But my father told me early on, my father was a Navy SEAL. Um, everything was about discipline and, you know, intention and purpose and what have you. So my father made the statement to me when I was, goodness, early, early teens, like 11 he said, son, if you don't spend your life on something that will outlast you, that you will have wasted your time. So mentorship, I, I, I didn't describe it as leadership at the time. It was all about mentorship. My dad would say, you're only a leader if somebody's following you. Um, and so, you know, even when I was 11, 12, 13, I always had, you know, 10, 11-year-olds following, um, mimicking what I was doing and so forth. So um, another statement that he made was, was this, the legacy that you want to leave is the legacy that you have to live because teachers can, um, you know, and speakers can tell you what they know, but you can really only reproduce what you are. So I think that in terms of strong leadership, wherever you are trying to lead people, you need to have been there yourself first. Whatever you're trying to help people become, you should be that first. That was amen. that was good and amen. So this is amen in sign language for those who are watching. Yeah. You know, amen. Okay. So, so I had to I had to give you a pop on that one. So because um, that is impact, also. Right, it is. It is. That's what we're talking about. Authors with impact and and the nuggets that you will get in these books, you know, will will really change your life and and leadership again. My parents didn't walk around talking about strategy, leadership, and success in the in the in the sixties. Uh, I was born in sixty four, so that was not a part of in Flint, Michigan, and it wasn't you know a part of our life uh, growing up um, in a, a low income area. And so, but my father was a leader. Uh, he was a leader in our community. People looked up to him. He was a leader to um, the. Uh, single moms where, you know, their children would come over. I was a tomboy. So I was out there playing football and basketball with them and, and digging up worms to go fishing and hunting and all that kind of stuff, you know? (laughs) So, you know, I was right out there with them. My brother is four years older than me, but he wasn't really necessarily into all that. He was into band and into girls and um, I was into band too, but, um, but we, we grew up where they had leadership in the church, uh, deacon and Sunday school teacher. So we, we grew up as leaders ourselves because of their leadership and, and mentorship. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that upbringing. And like you said, you know, there's always people following me and doing different things that I'm doing and, and a lot of things that I, I lead uh, because of what they placed in me. So uh, I would say that it would be uh, my parents and the upbringing in the, in the church uh, that, 
that was the leadership that I got. So uh, Dan, uh, let's bring you into this leadership conversation. Uh, do you have a leader or is there a leadership principle that uh, really touched you related to impact? Uh, I learned a long time ago that without effective leadership in your own life, you, you'll sh- probably struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't remember who the quote was from, but why learn from your own experience when you can learn from someone else's? So looking for someone that's where you want to be, ahead of, ahead of you, very, very important. And that's something I've always done. So I invest very, very heavily in my personal development, in the right me- mentorship, the right leadership, mm-hmm. um, leadership through mentorship. Very, 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 very strict on that. Uh, and I think it's important for the people in the audience to recognize that the people that can give you that guidance and that mentorship, if you're not in a position to invest in having a mentor, having a coach, having that form of leadership, you can do it remotely too. So there are people that I've learned from and whose life lessons have guided and supported me in in my expansion. That's been because I've followed them, you know, from a distance. I've I've watched what they've been up to. And yeah, we don't get the full story, but we don't often need the full story in order to get what we need in order to expand. So don't get caught up in this story that I can't afford this or there are no leaders in my community here and now. The world is a very big place and technology is making it a lot easier to access people. So you can step out and get that, that leadership. So I, I definitely say that. So you were going to say something? Yeah, I said it really is. And that was one of the points I actually wrote down that uh, it's easier, you know, now more than ever to be able to reach out to, to get mentorship and leadership. And some people, you know, they may say, yes, sure, for $30,000. And other people, you know, depending on your unique story, it could mm-hmm. be that it just really touches their heart and they really want to, to help you. And um, again, a part of Think and Grow Rich is all about the, the give back model as well and, and all of what we do um, with the lead, serve, win addiction of leading our communities and our families and our businesses into serving so mm-hmm. that we all win. And so it's a lead, serve, win addiction. And so if we, if we align ourselves with those same types of leaders, then we can then also help other people because there's people that poured into us and we can pour into other people. The other thing I want to mention about my parents is, you know, their leadership statement to me going to kindergarten with my little plastic briefcase was that, you know, you can be anything you want to be and you can do anything that you want to do in this world. And and that's what they told me uh, going to kindergarten with my little briefcase. So my briefcase is now not plastic, but I still have, you know, briefcases and I still believe that I can be and do anything that I want. And so um, we uh, as authors can really help instill those kinds of principles and be leaders by people reading our book. We're actually leading these people. So we, we have a, we have a, uh, there's a word I'm looking for, a responsibility. That's not the word that I'm looking for, but we do have a responsibility as authors because we are leading people's lives. If people take every single thing that we say in these books and try to implement it, will they really be a better person? Will they really lead a better life? Will they be better financially or better spiritually or, or you know, just a better person, a more true person? Um, have you had comments you know, related to your books? You were talking about putting some testimonials in your book and what have people said about, uh, about your book and how it's transformed them? What I'm really finding and what's really, what what I'm finding, what I'm reconnecting with is the fact that I think sometimes we forget that we feel before we see. So someone's spirit speaks to us before their words do. Mm -hmm. And the integrity, like Steve was saying, you have to, you have to live it before you can be it. Right. Uh, 
the integrity of how we live in alignment with what we say will be felt energetically by people as they connect with us in our spirit before what we say. And what I found even like in my, in my group coaching programs and my masterminds and so on and so forth is that when, even when I have little blips, and this is really interesting, when I'm having little blips in myself, it's felt in some way it shows up in how people are responding to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that's why my check-ins are so important because I never really get more than a couple of hours to feel sorry for myself and be down in the dumps. I did a post about this the other day. My check-ins call me to get back into alignment. But even those little, <laughs> those little air times, it can be felt by people and they will feel that. So as authors and leadership doesn't have to be beyond your family, right? As a parent, as an older sibling, as a cousin, we have a responsibility to remember that duty, duty is maybe duty is the word you're looking for. We have a duty to acknowledge that those that are looking to us will feel the integrity of our alignment to what we're saying before they hear our words. So be it in integrity and it will do more than words. This book and the effect that it's having on people's lives wouldn't be what it is were it not for the fact that I do sincerely strive to live in alignment with Beyond Intention every day. And I'm honest about the times when I struggle with it, letting people know that it's okay to be human and and to face those struggles with striving to be what we seek to be. But as a leader, be in integrity with what you're speaking more than putting on a show because the show will prove itself false at some point. And as people don't look just to people that are in traditional forms of leadership, there's a little crystal right now in your community with her plastic briefcase that could do more to show you something that will take you to the next level than the business leader or the, the mayor or whoever the traditional leader is supposed to be. Do not underestimate any people, place or thing being used by God to lead you in the direction that you can go into uh, to, to, to make maximum impact in your life and the lives of those around you. Right. Right. And I think with social media, you know, people try to put their best face forward. It's best foot, but in, in social media, it's your best face forward all the time. And, you know, I lead this happy and successful life, but you also need to talk about the fact that you're human. Okay. And I think that's what you're getting at, you know, the, the human aspect and the integrity aspect. And I tell you like yesterday, um, and I do have to apologize to somebody later on today. You know, I was really feeling some kind of way yesterday related to a situation and I had to pray about it, my husband about it this morning, or was it last night, um, that I had to talk to him because I'm like, you know, I talked to him last night. I'm like, I am actually angry. And it takes a lot to, to eat, for me to even say that word because it's just such a harsh word. And, you know, we're not supposed to live that way. But I was just I was just at my wits end with this particular person. And so uh, this show has helped me. Um, and, you know, just the, our devotion with the whole supine thing this morning uh, has helped me. So. I'm looking forward to being able to be uncomfortable, uh, but be okay with with uh, trying to speak with this particular person. So uh, that's a part of, of what we need to do as leaders is let people know that sometimes you know, we have to use our own advice on ourselves, right? Mm. Yes. So uh, Steve, is there an advice that you had that you used on yourself? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. I think that the world is tired of positional leadership, um, and uh, unfortunately, in you know, in a lot of communities and areas of our society, that's 
what we are mostly exposed to. People that lead because they're a title, they have a certain title, they occupy a particular office. But you know, real leadership is 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 more about serving and serving with authenticity. Um, some of the comments, the, the feedback that I get from people who read my book, uh, have to do with, you know, I talk about the stuff I know. I don't talk. I don't spend a lot of time talking about the stuff I haven't, you know, I haven't mastered yet or or what have you. Um, I've got my gift is to turn filet mignon into pizza. That's the way I've always described it. To take, you know, kind of complex, difficult concepts that, you know, people walk away from some of these, you know, um, personal development seminars and what have you, kind of hyped, but kind of scratching their head going, what does all that mean? I didn't understand that. What do I do next? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I deal with real people, as, as you all do as well, who um, authenticity is as, as important to them as, you know, the brilliant concepts that you share. Being a leader doesn't exempt us from the human experience. Mm -hmm. And the more you hide your human experience, the less effective you can be as a leader. Because one of the things that we are trying to help people understand and lead them in is how to get out of their mess. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if your, your life is so protected from, you know, your own messes, I mean, how, how do people know you know what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. right. So I think often authenticity, you know, leading, being transparent, um, you know, follow me around long enough, you'll see my humanity. Trust me. <laughs> right. But I will help you get to where you want to I don't know if that was a threat or just a comment there, Steve. Wow. <laughs> my humanity. <laughs> but while you see my humanity, just stay with me and you will get where you want to go. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it, and it may be that you, it may not be where you want to go, and that that's what I do in build that biz is when I you know help entrepreneurs, when I help inventors. Actually, my degree is in engineering, and so when I help people find their leader within related to business, or if just finding the leadership in in bringing a product forth or their business forth, it's it's yes. where we do the, an analysis of of their life, and and I do that analysis using six sigma principles and some other things. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that they may not even know that that's where they want to go, you know, because right. if they have their focus in a particular area because of what they're good at, maybe, or what they, what they think. But really deep down, their desires and what they're really good at is something that is going to take them a little bit to actually get there, like you utilizing muscles and skills that they didn't even know that they had. And then that, that brings out the humanity portion, the authenticity, and then it makes something that's, that's even better out in the marketplace because it's wrapped with those qualities. So thank you for saying those words, yes. authenticity and, and being human. That was really yes. good. So, <clears throat> so we are, Ready for our next break, our last break here on Soaring with Eagles. We're talking with Dan and Steve, uh, Beyond Intention. And the Dynamite Comes in Small Packages book from, from Steve. Uh, and then my book, uh, Flint Out Loud, that's up there on the wall. And so when we get back, we're going to talk about success. So we're talking about 11 controversial lessons of strategy, leadership, and success. I'm not talking about those particular lessons, but I'm using those three words, the three words of strategy, leadership, and success. So we've talked about strategies that 
have been used. You want to go back and listen to this show again to get some of these strategies as well as order these books so that you can understand more about how to implement those. We've talked about leadership, uh, various levels uh, of leadership. Next, we're going to talk about success. And uh, we're going to take a little bit of a controversial approach on that for sure in this last segment. So uh, get ready, guys, for a couple, <laughs> unique, a couple of unique questions that I just might have for you here. So we will be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal, at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning or good evening, everyone, depending on when you're watching this show uh, and listening to this show. We like to thank Voice America for uh, having us on uh, Soaring with Eagles. And we are on our last segment, our last segment related to authors of impact. So we have Dan and we have Steve and we have Crystal. On today. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I'm going to throw myself in there a little bit. But, uh, this last segment is going to be talking about success. So we've also already talked about strategy. We've talked about leadership and now we're going to talk about success. So for this, I would like for, uh, let's see, who do I want to put on the hot seat first? Um, Dan, go first. Dan, go first. Okay. (laughs) So did you see me looking down on the screen? Because I was looking at you, Steve. So I think I'll go with Dan. There's that military strategy. Yes. (laughs) But you, you did martial arts and stuff like that too, right, Steve? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you could take Dan out. Or I don't know what you've done, Steve. Could he take Dan? But uh, I've done some martial arts, but I wasn't raised by a Navy SEAL, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to <laughs> I wouldn't wanna throw my hat on the ring with that one. I'm going to pre-tap on that one. But yeah, oh. I, I've done a lot of martial arts. I, I, at the moment, it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so my Asperger's, what's really interesting, quick segue, anything, anything systemized, I learn really easily. Okay. A lot of traditional martial arts is very systemized. You've got this strike, and you, whereas they'll tell you, you know, 
your trucks may say do a hundred strikes, I'll pretty much catch it after a couple of strikes. And then it's just sort of the implementation. So I would get through martial arts very, very quickly because you just need to learn the form. And, and I learned that very quickly, but you don't have that with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because any one position is going to have a million different, completely unknown outcomes. And so I love Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because I can't learn it quickly. I can't, I can't cheat well, on I it. I took Taekwondo. Oh yeah. But that was a million Korean years kickboxing. ago. I did Korean kickboxing. So. I know. Oh, okay. All right. So on to the word success. Yes, ma'am. Success. Mr. Dan. Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> the word success, you only have just one sentence. It's not a big, long paragraph. One sentence related to, the first thing is one sentence related to your definition of, of success. One short sentence. Achieving a desired outcome. Okay, Steve, your definition of success. Effectively managing your circle. Okay. Dan. Yes. The word success. In out loud of which you've read yes i talk about success where there's success that is positive and then there can be a person that was successful in doing something but it could be considered it was something maybe detrimental or or not good for people or the environment and there's some some different things that i touch on in there so is there something that a lot of times when we have these shows, we talk about the positive portions of success. Is there a, an example that you can give of something that was successful in the opposite way and what life lesson we can get from that? Well, I always say that the mind doesn't lose. We never fail at anything. It's just that we don't. No, that's, have a that's a positive. Wait, wait, wait. Hear me out. It's just okay, we don't always have a conscious say in what the outcome is. And so even when we have something that we fail at or that's gone the other way, it's still the mind winning because it doesn't lose anything. And so when I look at even um, certain relationships that I've been in, when I look at um, when I lost my place at Oxford University, because all of these things, I successfully achieved an outcome. It's just that I hadn't consciously chosen that outcome, so it wasn't a loss. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And so what I take from that is always be conscious and deliberate in what you're seeking to do because you're going to get where you're going, but you may not always know where that destination is consciously. Excellent. Excellent. So I want to just sincerely apologize for interrupting you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I could see where you, it looked like I was going off target. Right. Right. But okay. Yeah. So Steve, do you have something that was a success, but in the opposite way, but in a life lesson that you can share about that? Probably. I, I, I don't know if I call it success, though. I, I separate achievement and success um, in my own perspective because, you know, the, and the, the achievement kind of accommodates for the things that people uh, they accomplish, but it has a derogatory or negative outcome. I don't consider that to be a success. Um, I think I think the I think people are getting tired of one or two dimensional success. What they view is that, you know, the guy with the ripped abs, but he's broke. The guy who's a great father, great husband, but he's going to die 15 years too soon because he's out of shape and he's terribly unhealthy because he doesn't take care of himself. Or the multi-gazillionaire who can't make a relationship work. So I say it like this, success isn't measured by you know, your bank account or the company you've built, success is the measurement of your circumference. You know, 
Greeks, the ancient Greeks call it your metron. In the church and faith communities, we call it your measure of rule, um, which just means that, you know, there's a circle that all of us live within our own circle. It's our own personal sphere. It's the one part of our life we're in, we're in control of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's seven dimensions, really. It's faith, family, finance, fitness. Uh, it's cognitive. It's emotional intelligence. And um, we see the kind of culture and civilization that has resulted from one or two dimensional success kind of being the model. And I'm the, I, pardon the, the, the 30 extra seconds. Unfortunately, what I get called in a lot to deal with as a coach, as a mentor, I don't get to do a lot of work with people from the ground up, at least not as much as I would like. Because of my, my career as a professional athlete, I get called in to talk to the athlete who's, you know, making 10 million a year, but he got arrested for domestic violence and they found a crack pipe in his car. Or they call me in to come in and talk right. to the CEO who's, you know, got a net worth of $300 million and his third wife is leaving him. Hmm. So, so I have to, you know, <laughs> uh, this could be a long discussion and you don't have enough time, <laughs> but I think we're coming to a point where people are craving to see, I don't need to see you knocking it out of the park in every area of your life. I just want to see, you know, equal amounts of attention, energy, and focus given to all the areas of life that really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me see, let me see completeness. Let me see, you know, scripture calls it perfection, but that's a bad word in our culture. It means, you know, flawless, no room for improvement. In scripture, it just means equal amounts of development given to the, you know, the pertinent dimensions of life that matter. Mm-hmm. So, because you can, I, my belief, and I, I'll finish with this, is you can have it all. You, you, we were taught you have to pick one or the other. Pick If you're going to build a business, build a great company, go do that. If you want to build a great family and home, go do that, but you can't do both. I think you can have it all. You can be a great husband, a great father, be in good shape, make money, be a spiritual man. Have great friends. Be a strong leader. You can have it all. Yeah, I agree. And I, I've had numerous people my whole life, uh, and especially since I've been more active on Facebook over the last couple of years, uh, you know, living their life, I guess, through me is how different people say, you know, you just have such a wonderful life, an amazing life. And because, again, my parents said I could do anything I want to do and, and be anything I want to be. And so I believed it. And I have a number of different things that I, I touch on in the book that I do very well. And it, it's not being um, that I'm, you know, being hyped on myself. It's just, it's just the truth that, and it's because, uh, they had where we were regimented and, uh, and with God, you know, anything is possible. And so I put my time and effort because of growing up with bullying. I I spent a lot of time with myself and I had, I did have friends, um, but I spent a lot of time with myself. So I was able to master a number of different things. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, And so the bullying was something that might not be considered a positive, but it made me into who I am today to uh, have that focus and that self-discipline to be able to to uh, now share a lot of that with others. And so I, I really liked uh, what both of you said related to success. So if someone calls you successful, what do you say, Steve? Has someone come up to you and said you're successful? What What have you said to them? Thank you. Okay, <laughs> but typically it's it's interesting because typically what people are referring to 
I don't get a lot of people that ooh and ah over, you know, my five world records. Um, not a lot of people talk about, you know, a, a very successful mixed martial arts career as a pro. Lost two times in my whole life. That People don't reference that. Okay. People seem to crave leadership in areas where, you know, culturally we have such a struggle. So I get more compliments and more feedback from people who really admire the fact that I met my wife when I was 14. I married her when I was 17. Next week, we'll celebrate 37 years of marriage. Um, my three kids are very successful. Our grandkids are healthy and, you know, doing the, we have an amazing family. That's really, that's typically what people are referring to when they say, you know, how, how did, when they're asking, you know, how did you uh, uh, achieve this success, whatever, they're typically referring to in the world that we're living in right now, how did I keep a great family and a great marriage together while fighting, while doing strongman performances right. and traveling right. the world and so forth? Yeah, and that's why I like, there's 104 definitions of success in my book, and it, and it runs the gamut, and some of it does have to do just simply with, you know, having a, a healthy, strong family is success, and so uh, you you touched on that. We have like a whole minute left on the show, Dan. Um, what do you have, what do you say when people say that you're successful? The first thing that I say when people say anything about any medium that they use for me with success is don't allow it to separate you from me. And to think that there's anything that you can't be successful in too. Um, the first thing that I jump on is ensuring that this doesn't become some barrier to people or like some separation or some putting on a pedal stool thing. So like, no, I'm, I'm human too. I've been through this and I'm always very open about my, my challenges, my struggles, and I do my best to be very vulnerable in what I go through on a day-to-day -day basis to not allow anybody to use what they view as success in me by any yardstick as an excuse for them not to go for their own success too. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, me struggling with thyroid condition and other things, you know, today is a good day. I, I feel pretty good today, but you know, I don't feel my best every day and I just have to acknowledge that sometimes and, and let people know that, you know, because a lot of people deal with that and other illnesses that tend to try to hide things as opposed to just letting people know, uh, that, you know, it's okay. And, and, you know, we all can try to rise above that. And it's a day by day, moment by moment thing. And so uh, yes. I really have appreciated all of you all's comments uh, on today. Uh, this is another show that I will be going back to listen to so I can get some good tidbits, but really appreciate it. And uh, we will be getting information to everyone related to your books so that they can make sure that they pick those up and, and, and write some reviews, right? Yes, absolutely. Thank Steve you so much. SteveMillerSpeaking.com. And your uh, website, Dan? Uh, dreamwithdan.com. All right. Okay, well, thank you all for being on Soaring with Eagles. And that's a wrap for today. And remember to just continue to live your life and soar. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.